0: It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Here's Jeff Parles. Welcome in. Sports by the Book is the show. I'm Jeff Parles. Alex White is here. And look who is here right out I'm of the gate. The Jimmy, show. hop on in. Come on in. Microphone's there right for you. To talk to Please, you. right into the microphone. Now. I'd talk to her. That's fine. <laughs> you can talk to Alex for sure, but. As, as long, long as it's, it's grown, into the microphone.
1: Quickly, I want to, so you guys can talk about the rest of the day. Here we have a ticket on the Browns for twenty twenty thousand dollars What did do you lay on that? He laid one and a half, right? Yep. Okay, what was the opening line on that game? So, what was the opening line on the, that
0: game? The opening line was Jacksonville minus three okay, before, that's, the, that's before the,
1: before. I stopped in, yeah. because you have to be careful when you're betting now. Because what will happen, because of the situations, the injuries, everything else, these games move four or five points. And sometimes what we get, which is not fair to us, like a guy runs up and say, hey, Jimmy, I didn't know it was like laying, you know, three I was taken to. You have to look and be careful in the last few weeks because the injuries take over. And you see, there's probably eight games with a minimum of two-point differences than they were. So that's the racket you're into, guys. So I just want to tell you, have a good day. Have a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, again, the guy bet twenty. He laid one and a half. He could have taken three for his lungs, you know, four days ago. So... All right, all right. Kid. take it easy. Thank you, Jimmy. Jimmy thank
0: you, you very much, as always. Uh, and that's actually a perfect place to start it right is. out of the gate. That Browns Jaguars game, of course, a big bet taken on the Browns at one and a half. Uh, injury circumstances, as we know, big in that one. Trevor Lawrence going to play. He's in. He's going to play with that high ankle sprain he suffered six days ago, Alex. And I, all I'm going to tell you is, this is an injury that usually wipes you out for a minimum of, of two weeks, sometimes as long as six weeks. It's been six days. And Trevor Lawrence, who is a player, high-end quarterback, as we know, who part of the reason he is as good as he is is because of his mobility. And he's playing on six days after after that injury against this defense in that building where they are the best defense in the NFL when they're at home, Alex. It's one and a half right now, or excuse me, up to two now on Cleveland, back to two, uh, peaked at Cleveland three and a half. Other way was Jacksonville three. That was previous before the Lawrence injury happened on Monday night. Chris reopened it uh, uh, at a minus three on Cleveland after Trevor Lawrence's injury on in that loss to Cincinnati. I'm not going to touch this. All I will say is this feels like a pretty ridiculous spot to throw Trevor Lawrence back in right away, six days after a high ankle sprain.
2: I completely agree. He's very tough, though. He hasn't missed a game, high school, college, or pro for injury. So yep. we're seeing him uh, step up here again. But I didn't touch it either. Too many question marks. We don't even really know who we're getting. a um, Quarterback for the Browns, Joe Flacco, I believe. Or is it Dorian Thompson-Robinson? I don't know. Too many question marks. I do think this will be a close game. I don't hate teasing either side. So now, of course, you would tease... The Jags up, getting more points. But both of these teams have played close games. Cleveland's last six, lost to the Seahawks. Then they shut out the cards. So besides that one. But they beat the Ravens by two, beat the Steelers by three, and then lost to the Broncos and Rams. So we have seen their defense slip up a little bit. But you mentioned it, Jeff. Not really at home, allowing 20.2 points a game. But you can cut that in half at home, only allowing 10.1.
0: So... Prince, I'm happy you brought up the Cleveland end of this. Cleveland still hasn't announced the quarterback. It's 12:03 on the East Coast. The game <laughs> kicks off in less than an hour. Uh, the expectation, Ian Rappaport of NFL Network, reporting earlier this morning, that the expectation is that it's Matt Neverett's guy, Joe Flacco, who's getting the start today. Who I will I, look. I, I'll be. <laughs> I'll be frank with this. It's totally ridiculous that Flacco is actually starting for a team that has a chance to make the playoffs. And what's even more ridiculous is it's 100% the correct move. And, and look, I think DTR has the potential to be at least a reasonable backup in this league. This is the type of game against Jackson. Well, you just saw Jake Browning annihilate that defense. If you get Flacco time for the Browns, by the way, Denzel Ward's also out as well for, for Cleveland in this game. Um, I actually think Flacco can cook a little bit in this one. Now, it's a weird game from the betting perspective, as Jimmy mentioned, because of the way this game opened when Lawrence was still not hurt. Kind of have to, at least to me, look at this game a little bit differently with Trevor Lawrence now back in. I the question mark comes into Alex is a sixty percent Trevor Lawrence better than a one hundred percent CJ Beathard? And the fact that I don't know the answer to that kind of makes me say, even though it's again, it's not the worst of it, but it sure ain't the best of it. Tread carefully, but if you made me take it, even with the bad number out there, I think I would lay Cleveland money line. But I'm staying out of this game.
2: Completely agree.
0: Let's uh, let's go to the next one. The weather in Baltimore is not going to be good today.
1: Mm.
0: Not going to be good today. You know the I ninety five corridor just really brutal all the way around. Even though I will say it will get better as the day goes along, at least. Uh, it's warm. Matt never Mad never's an East Coast guy. Also, he knows that sixty degrees in December. And the I-95 corridor is really nice. Problem is there's a 100% chance of rain in this game for the Ravens. Now, they host the Rams. It's seven and a half behind us, total 42. Uh, Puka Nakua was questionable the whole week. He he's, didn't even have an injury designation going into this one. So not much of a shock that he's going to play. Of course, Mark Andrews still on the sidelines for the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens have just demolished NFC teams at home. The two wins by thirty plus against Seattle and Detroit earlier in the year. Um, we had this discussion on Friday uh, on the show, Chris Andrews and Vinny Malullo and I. Normally, it's not precipitation; it's wind that impacts these games. But if there is a, there are two teams in the league, one and they're both playing outside today. That I do think are impacted in a big way by precipitation. And they obviously are linked forever because of that trade. One of them is Detroit, and the other one is this Rams team. I am concerned about them going on the road in the slop today in Baltimore and being competitive in this one. I, I, I'm i not touching because I missed the seven earlier in the week on Baltimore. I think that was pretty good. Now it's seven in the hook. I ah, don't feel like forcing the action, but again, this would be a lean to Baltimore at the current numbers.
2: Love Baltimore. I actually did lay the seven with them. During Very the week, good. if I was giving that now, I would say this is a great teaser leg. Tease Baltimore down here. Or first half, they're minus they're minus four. I mentioned this on Thursday. The Rams have six wins, and four of those are against the Seahawks and against the Cardinals. So they're really good against their division opponents, but we haven't seen them do too much other than that. They beat up on really bad teams, and then they can't compete. I mean, we saw them five weeks ago in Dallas. They lost that one 43-20. Of course, Matthew Stafford was injured during that game, but that game was over far before his injury. And then we have this Ravens defense that's really good. First in points allowed, just 15.6. Second in allowed yards per game, and they're giving up the fewest rushing touchdowns at four, fewest passing touchdowns at 10. This team is really good, and nobody is talking about them. Everybody's still trying to figure out who's the AFC team to beat, and they're right here in front of you. It's the Baltimore Ravens.
0: You know, I said this on Friday. I don't... I don't know what it is with the Ravens. I I just don't fully. You're
2: not alone.
0: I don't fully trust them. I I just don't. I, I that Andrews injury. We've seen, and again, granted, they've only played one full game without Andrews, and it was it was an ugly game that the Chargers charged it in more than anything in that game in LA two weeks ago. They had the buy last week, but it's all for the taking for Baltimore. The number one seed is in their grasp. They have a home game against Miami in week 17 as well. They're a game clear of KC and Jacksonville. By the way, Jacksonville plays Baltimore on Sunday night next week in Duval. So that hopefully, again, that's part of the reason also, I think I would have sat Lawrence today, get him fully ready yep. for that game. Um You may not even win this Cleveland game with a 60% Trevor Lawrence anyway uh, against the Browns. Well, but quick note on yeah, that. Please. Well,
2: the Mark Andrews, injury is significant to this team we saw in the seven quarters without him he's used his other targets more zay flowers he has odell beckham jr who's had 11 targets since then and isaiah likely at tight end who brings a different dynamic speed and elusiveness in that tight end spot so i think they'll be just fine i really as you can tell i'm very high on this ravens team
0: yeah we're we're uh they're gonna win that division now because the steelers have imploded sorry sean uh the The Bengals still have Jake Browning at quarterback. Don't know how sustainable that is, despite that brilliant performance on Monday. And they have a two-game lead on Cleveland. So I don't see Baltimore blowing a two-game lead to anyone in that division with the way those teams are at the moment. Uh, But again, playoffs are a different game, as we've seen in the Lamar Jackson era. All right, let's go to Chicago. Our our guy Ryan McCormick actually uh, in New York this week, so we can't even get Ryan's take on this game between the Lions and the Bears. it's down to three. <laughs> okay, we'll get we'll get to Shaw what Shaw just said in a second. Um so it opened four, bet all the way down to three. At the current number, I can't touch this. I don't want it. I the Bears should have beat the Lions three weeks ago. That should they should have won in Detroit. They choked that game away in the last four minutes of the game. Uh there are significant home road splits with the Lions, and especially Home road splits with Jared Goff when the temperature gets under 40 degrees. Now, 40 degrees in Chicago on December 10th is pretty darn good. It's a high of 36, wind only 10 miles an hour. That's not bad for the second Sunday in December in Chicago. But we've seen this Lion team, forget the offense. We've seen that defense implode the last month. And that's what I'm concerned about more than anything. I'm not touching this. I wouldn't be shocked the Bears win this game outright. Now, With Detroit, if they put it all together, they're much better than this Bear team. We know this. But that Detroit defense, and I think I'm being echoed in the market because that total has been bopped all the way, uh, all over the place this week. Open 45, got as low as 40.5, and and now back to basically the opener at 44.5. I actually thought the opening number was right, Alex. So those early numbers earlier in the week when it was bopped down, you got those, right. job well done on the over.
2: Right. So people were kind of overreacting to weather early in the week, and now we're finding out which games are really going to see the most wind. But I completely agree with you, Jeff. The Bears were the better team for most of that game in this first 50,
0: 56 minutes 56 of it. 56 minutes yeah. of
2: it. And the, those two touchdowns by the Lions got us to that over. I was looking at the over here, but I didn't play anything. I also agree with you. If you got the 3.5 or the 4 with the Bears, that's the right side big revenge game for them and Justin Fields has improved you know since his first year in the league so he is now up to completing 64.4% of his passes he was at 58.9 in that first year I think we're going to see him to continue to improve each week and it's a big game for them
0: for the Lions Again, it still looks like they're going to win the. They're still in command in the NFC North. They're nine and three. They're still not we We're, we're at December tenth, and the Detroit Lions are nine and three. Yes. This is uncharted waters for this franchise being this good this late in the season. Uh, and again, when you're a good team, you get you dissect more of what is potentially wrong with that team. So this is a very different circumstance for Detroit. By the way, if the Lions win today. They're going to be favored. They're favored today on the road. They're going to be favored in three of their last four games anyway. There'll be a dog in Dallas, but basically everyone but San Francisco would be an underdog in Dallas at this point in the entire league. Uh, two games against Minnesota, uh, a fun one uh, next week. By the way, next week we got three Saturday games to break down on the show. So we'll have a lot of fun next week with that one on, on the Saturday bowl games as well. Uh, but that that's an interesting one next week, Detroit and Denver. Ooh, that'll be a fun one. All right, let's go to New Orleans next. Uh, things uh, things not going well for the Saints. Uh, Derek Carr, I, I I I'm stunned. Derek Carr is, is playing in this game. He's basically the guy from SpongeBob who is just wrapped in bandages, right? Right. The guy with the with the, with the glass bones. Uh, at this point, I mean, he's trying to tough it out. I don't know if that's better for New Orleans or not. He is in. Carr's in. We know this already. Uh, tickets are available through the secondary market for four dollars in New Orleans today. Which is pretty jarring for what that fan base is. They welcome in the worst team in the NFL, Carolina, on uh, New Orleans, even with all the issues they've had. Even though the fact they're five and seven, they're one game behind Atlanta for the NFC South League. Thank you, inept division. Uh, Saints are five and a half, Alex thirty nine, which is a market high in the total behind us. I want absolutely nothing to do with this game today.
2: And I am not going to try to convince you either of these NFC South matchups are good games, but (laughs) I do like the Saints today. I laid the five with them, and I think that might be a little bit more of a fate against the Panthers, but the Saints, they have seven losses on the year. Six of those were from teams of 500 or better. The only other loss is to Tampa Bay, who is in their division. Always a tough game between those two. So the Saints are better than we think, and Carolina is exactly who we think they are. I think back to week five when the Saints were a a two-and-a-half-point favorite over the Patriots, and we didn't really know how bad New England was at that time. They won that game 34-0. to So I don't think we need to overthink this. I think the Saints can get it done against this struggling Carolina Panthers team. It's only five points.
0: Carolina is going to end up with the first overall pick. One problem for them, they don't have their pick, as we know in the Bryce Young trade. So the Bears looking like they're going to have the number 1 pick for the second consecutive year which would put them in a very interesting scenario of do you take the quarterback do you take Maserati Marv do you trade the pick for more assets like you did this past year with Carolina it's uh ooh, be, be an interesting scenario and again it's probably going to happen especially with uh, Matt and Everett's New England Patriots winning their third game of the year on Thursday night against Sean Steelers. Uh, in that one, first half, uh, first half gets the game There's over, love by the working
2: way. Behind the glass with us today, yeah. Well,
0: uh, hey, look, uh, <laughs> they're not
2: being nice to their
3: team. Well, well, it's
0: okay. I mean, look, the, Patri- the Patriots are gonna end up not even finishing last in their own division this year, so uh, that's one thing. I don't know about the Steelers, but uh, again, I don't, I, you know. I need to stop saying things about the Steelers. I don't want to upset the big guy in the back. Uh <laughs> Steelers fan Chris Andrews. All right. Other end of C South game. Well, by the way, our guy Vinny Mal with us in a few moments. Um, Falcons and Bucks. So these two teams met in Tampa earlier in the year, and it was a turnover fest. Somehow that game landed 16-13 with Atlanta winning. And that game probably should have had about 45 points. Yeah. Turnovers in the red zone, turnovers. That should have set up points. That didn't set up points. Uh, Atlanta was lost three fumbles in that game, but they still found a way. And if Atlanta wins this game today, as a short home favorite, I'm a little surprised this numbers come in this short on the Falcons. I, I, Tampa is healthier than they were a week ago, but even so, Alex, I, I like I, I laid a laid a shorter money line price uh, at a dollar twenty earlier in the week on the Falcons uh five cent difference I don't mind it at 25. The way the way you're the way you're grinning at me I I have a feeling we're opposite in this game the way that the way that, the way that you're looking at me with the way that this no, is going we're
2: actually on the same side and that scares me oh that's actually worse when we both bet on the Falcons it's usually <laughs> not good <laughs> and this division is so up in the air me being on both favorites makes me nervous as well but I agree with you. Tampa Bay barely won that game against Carolina last week. They won by three points. The fact that the um, Falcons are only one and a half favorite over the Bucks, I I didn't think that was the right number there. And Atlanta's defense is pretty solid. So they're ranking fifth in yards per play, top 10 against the run and pass, second in third down success rate. I It would, wouldn't surprise me by any means if the Falcons find a way to lose this, but I think it is the right side.
0: One and a half, 41 and a half Your total on this one, you know, the Falcons. If they win, they're seven and six. They would have at least a one-game lead on New Orleans, depending on the result. If if Tampa wins this game and New Orleans wins, we have the saddest three-way tie in the history of the NFL at six and seven going into the final four games of the season uh, in the NFC South, where Atlanta still has Atlanta's schedule is unbelievably manageable the rest of the way now. They do play three road games after today, but at Carolina, at the Bears, and their final week of the season in New Orleans, uh, and then they play Indianapolis in their lone home game remaining on Christmas Eve. The Bucks, their schedule, again, I don't want to say it's manageable in comparison, but it's not not too bad because you got a game against Carolina. They go to Green Bay next week. They'll be an underdog. They'll be a dog at home against Jacksonville. Pick to me against New Orleans, and then they'll be favored that final week against Carolina. The Saints, Giants, at the Rams, at the Bucs, and the Falcons. So all these schedules, I would say Tampa is the hardest of the four, but the other two teams have manageable schedules, and someone gets the nine wins, you win the division. That's that's as simple as it gets. Just get over five hundred and get yourself into the postseason here uh, this year.
2: I will say, too, Atlanta's pieced something together here since their bye week. They've won two in a row. They won against the Saints. They held them to 15 points and just gave up eight to the Jets. And we've talked about them. They're away home split. They are much better at home, averaging 23 points a game compared to 14.7 on the road. So they need a win. Today's a great day to pick up an extra win in their division.
0: Let's hit one more game for before our guy, Vincenzo, gets in here. Colts and the Bengals. How about some steam on the Bengals this morning? Uh, even though it just got taken back down here behind us, all the way up to three. Now just bet back the two and a half, Cincinnati laying it at home. This is a favorite flip. After the great performance by Jake Browning on Monday night, Bengals went from two and a half point dogs on the opener here at the South Point to one point underdogs. And then the betters have taken this thing up. I I will say if if we touch three flat again, there are some three minus 15s and three minus or, or excuse me, Plus three minus one fifteen, so juice on the dog, and plus three minus twenty again, juice on the dog, again out there. I take a whole three in Indy's feels pretty good here. Uh, buy, I mean, uh, buy or excuse me, sell Jake Browning off of that performance feels like the right thing to do.
2: I agree. I think the line movement is um a little aggressive here. I mean, he completed thirty-two of thirty-seven passes for three hundred and forty-five <laughs> yards, but the game before that against Pittsburgh was pretty much opposite. I think we'll get somewhere in the middle for Jake Browning in this one. But with so much respect on him and this huge line move, surprise, I like a Colts over. I went over this one. It has now moved up to 44 and a half. I think that's still good. The Colts scored 27 and five of their last six. I mention it every week. Up tempo, second quickest in the league. And then their defense ranks 27th in points allowed. You could actually argue that Cincy's defense is even worse. So... A lot of points in this game between these two.
0: It is, uh, again, Indianapolis's defense has had their struggles. Colts won a dramatic one a week ago in Nashville in overtime, coming from behind, winning uh, 31-28 in OT. Uh, if the playoffs started today, the Indianapolis Colts would not only be in the postseason, they would be the, the number six seed in the AFC right now. Uh, they they were five at the beginning of the week, but because of Pittsburgh's loss earlier, they dipped the spot because Cleveland, of course, won that game in Indy, that ridiculous 39-38 game where uh, uh, Colts probably should have won that one. Uh, Zebras uh, had an impact, to say the very least. All right, we're going to take a break. When we get back, Vinny Maliulo going to be on set. His laptop's already up there. Our guy, Vincenzo, joins us next. Sports by the Book, South Point Studio.
3: South Point offers all the types of entertainment you'd expect at a first-class Las Vegas resort. Did you know our 400-seat showroom is one of Las Vegas's top destinations for live entertainment? Enjoy live performances by classic Vegas entertainers, bands, and today's hottest comedians, plus a rock and dance floor. You can also enjoy live entertainment at the Grand View Lounge, where you'll feel all the vibes of old Las Vegas. Enjoy the music, and if you love to laugh, don't miss The Dirty at 12:30, our very own free comedy show. Every Friday night at 12:30 a.m. in the Grandview Lounge. The Dirty is 100% free, so arrive early. Go to southpointcasino.com or call the box office at 77136 for today's performances at the showroom and the Grandview Lounge. When you're ready for your favorite cocktail, Stop in and unwind at one of our seven specialty lounges. There's a bar around every corner, cause you're in Vegas, baby. South Point Casino has plenty of attractions for the whole family. Catch a movie. Our 16 screen movie theater includes two XD extreme screens for the ultimate in viewing, sound, and luxury. After the show, treat the family to a variety of treats at our old-fashioned ice cream parlor, Kate's Corner. We scoop up a variety of creamy concoctions including smoothies, hand-dipped cones, milkshakes, malts, sodas, and sundaes. At Kate's, there's something for everyone. And if you still got time to spare, our bowling center might be right up your alley. Voted Best of Las Vegas, it's a great place for friends and family fun. 64 lanes a pro shop snack bar and arcade and while the kids are bowling you can play slots and sip on a drink in the alley cat lounge while overlooking the lanes for our more serious and professional bowlers the south point is also home to a separate tournament bowling plaza
0: welcome back in sports by the book see we have fun here cheer up program We, we we have fun Jeff Marles, Alex White, uh, <laughs> Vinnie Maliulo now on set. I, I will say this before we get to things, Vinnie. I like a Parsons jersey today for Alex White. I'm very disappointed with the Bills playing probably for the season today that there's not a Tyler Bass jersey. I'm a, That's little, disappointed. That's a little disappointed. Well, it's true. I
4: think there may be an investment uh, hint here. Uh, a slightly maybe
0: maybe te- a tell as they would call but it, I will
4: maybe. I will tell you I will tell you this uh first of all good morning it's good to be with you good, good morning you, both. And you have to have fun doing this oh, I, mean, I mean if, if you're not, not what are we doing fun, here um uh, you know and here we are 46 years wow uh still having fun doing this but you you know you mentioned the uh the bills what if I told you that Chris and I were just talking and and, and we we you repeated this like three times to me. The Bills can, uh, Chiefs game is the second lowest handle game of of the day. Wow. What? Yes, the first is the Bucks Falcons. Now that doesn't mean that nobody's betting it, and it doesn't mean that it's going to pick up. I mean, obviously, it's an afternoon game, uh, but but it kind of doesn't that surprise
0: wh- you. Wh- now let's talk this through. Mm-hmm. Why do we think that's the case? Well, I. I it, it, <laughs> I, Is it because people have a little bit of, well, let's just go through this. Buffalo was on a bye last week, so we didn't see them. The last time right. we saw them was that epic that epic game that they lost to Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, Kansas City, last time we saw them, they lost on primetime against Green Bay. Yes. They've struggled to score, as we know this year. They have more uh-huh. games with less than 20 points this year than every single season put together with Patrick Mahomes as their quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, but that still is jarring because yeah. when the schedule came out the, this week, it was like, oh boy, I we know. got ourselves arguably the best game in the AFC leading into arguably the best game in the NFC this year.
4: I can tell you this, that the handle is Phenomenal, tremendous. Right? I mean, yeah. it's, it's great business. It has been business all night. You know, the book here at South Point is open 24 hours, obviously the app and, you know the kiosks, uh, but the you know it's still the counter is open as well when you know with with the rodeo in town is let just it's very busy it's a lot of volume and great business but that's why I think he had a repeat I had a look on my face like what are you <laughs> say, that again, say that again but it's true and uh, I think that'll change as we get you know uh, in, into the uh, the latter part of the morning as we but certainly in the afternoon I mean there's there's no question that that came up but for now. Um, you know, maybe the Pacheco injury has something to do with, but both teams have injuries. I think people are trying to figure out these, these two teams,
2: I think
4: You're right. uh, right, Alex. I mean, you, you, you know, every week for the past few seasons, you could always check Mark. The public would be on both of these teams. Well, of course, when they're playing each other, they would, you know, pick a side and get involved, which I think they will this afternoon, but so far, no, it's surprising.
2: It's tough. Yeah. yeah. I kind of passed it too. I did. Um, Tease the Bills up. Okay, sure.
4: Yeah, makes sense. With yeah. the
2: Ravens for one. But besides that, I didn't know what to do with it. Even the total. It's like, what are we going to get? More of a defensive it, it, battle? Or could this turn into a shootout? You don't.
0: So historically, those games have gone over between those yes. teams. Except for, I don't remember if it was last year's regular season game or if it was the year before with the with the weather delay. One of those two games went under. I forget which one it was. The playoff, the, the playoff game obviously playoff game. was... Granted, that the fun part about that playoff game was before the insanity of the last two minutes of, re, of regulation. If Allen throws an incomplete pass instead of a touchdown, that game when it goes under. As ridiculous True. as that is, I trust me. Good point. I was on the over. In I was going to say so you was, had you I, had a I, ticket. That's oh, how you remember those. I was on the over those. in that game for sure. Uh, uh,
4: but uh, but uh, yeah, you know, that uh,
0: I, and I I do want to I do want to yeah. bring one thing up on on that game a little bit more. By the way, I think you without even Having a guess, I think you know what side I'm going to be on in that game, Alex. But uh the uh the the Bills are 6 and 6. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs are 8 and 4 here, Vinny. Mm, We're yeah. talking about going into the year. Now, again, 8 and 4 for Kansas City is basically for other teams a, a, a disappointing it would be mm-hmm. equivalent to having an underwater season. It's a disappointment for what those expectations are that Kansas City is 8 and 4. These are two of the top four power-rated teams in the NFL going into the season. And yep. now, Vinny, how far has Buffalo dropped with this 6-6 six and six start? And how far has Kansas City dropped? Even though, yes, still leading the division, still 8-4, but not quite the team we anticipated them being.
4: Got uh, Baltimore is the top AFC team. Uh- Power rated. Baltimore
0: team. is what is Miami ahead of Kansas City now?
4: Miami and Kansas City are right about even in my power okay. ratings. Yeah, I have them close to about maybe a half point. Difference. Alex, What do
0: you have?
2: I have Miami and Kansas City the same. Yeah. actually, yes. Yeah. And so Baltimore.
4: again, bump, this but. week I think will will tell something, right? Too. Um, I mean, I mean, Miami's two touchdown favorites. Uh, so uh, tomorrow night and 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 climbing. Actually, I mean that that game uh, uh, went up from thirteen to fourteen. So yeah, I mean look i think pe- people are try- trying to figure out what is ha- what, what to do with both both of these teams now that said they're going to figure it out both the teams and the betters. so <laughs> it's not like it's going to remain that way um you know the other game that uh, the the only game that's uh, uh, had less interest so far is uh it's the uh, the panthers um i'm sorry the bucks and the falcons well, i was
0: going to say the the, uh, the, the panthers and the saints it wouldn't just be like a betting a Bet, bet, betting attention as we said earlier uh the secondary market tickets today four dollars to get into the superdome Vinny.
4: $4? four dollars four dollars now in our business you know four dollars is 400 but you're talking four. no i'm talking like i'm four, talking
0: one two three four four uh, George, gro- George grocery
4: grocery dollars yeah grocery that's, Dome, that's yeah. What four dollars to yeah. get in yeah. plus more to park
0: I mean, right? it would be definitely more yeah. for for a hurricane on Bourbon you know. Street. We know that.
4: So the other other thing that Chris and I, and we'll talk more. I know when we get it uh, next week. With, we start with bowls and everything. But one little observation with bowls. Chris uh, did a little bit of math. Thirteen bowl games, right? So there's thirty nine bowl games outside of the playoffs. Sure. Only thirteen games where the quarterback and the coach are still together intact for both teams. From for, yeah. yes, which. I may bet the under
0: by the time the, some kickoffs. Well, come. we don't even have the full opt-out list yet. So, so, yeah. Yeah, I would. Uh, if you made that line ten and a half, I'd still go under. Yeah, you might. Yeah, yeah. you still get three and a half. So anyway, go.
4: just some uh, little some sidebars there. Uh, again, okay. Like I said, good business uh, uh, so far today, and um, now that the actives and inactives are out, uh, you know, folks are really uh, stepping up.
0: So, I, I want to keep rolling through our list of games. Yeah. Because I know you're always excited to talk about Zach Wilson playing quarterback, Vinny. I he's this, back. He's back. Again. He's feeling like playing today. Yeah. But again, this this the market the market tells you things. Okay? This open six and a half, where we didn't know who was playing quarterback this mm-hmm. week. Tim Boyle got cut. Trevor Simeon's the backup. Zach Wilson is starting. Right, And the betters have taken this all the way down to three now on this game. That is correct. With Houston favored at MetLife. By the way, the weather is supposed to be dreadful. Mm -hmm. Wind, rain, everything. Uh, And also, too, this total, With again, we're talking about a Houston team with a shaky defense and a quarterback who is arguably having the best rookie season in the history of the NFL. And this total has been bopped down from 37 to 33 and a half in part of that weather.
4: Lowest total on the board, uh, right well, now since right? Thursday. Vinny. Since well, since yeah, well, which which we know what happened. The easiest
0: there. over the years. Yeah, Vinny. <laughs> that's
4: right. So um, I think look again, it's a, it's a take, it's a take of the number, right? That's and, right. And, and let's face it, it's particularly in the NFL, it's about numbers, and uh, folks got more than three with weather, and you know what? I don't know if it's a uh, an assumption or probably more of a hope that. This uh, iteration of Zach Wilson is uh, uh, is is going to be better, uh, but it's purely a take on the number, and um, you know that now that doesn't mean that there's not support in terms of uh, uh, money line action and teasers for uh, for the Texans, who've got some injuries too. Let's face it, um, particularly the wide receiver uh, position. Tank Dell is down, uh, done for the year. Who was he was having a terrific year? He had a great preseason, and he, and he had a good year. Um, but look you know when you when you look at uh when you look at the the quarterback position certainly the rookie uh, CJ Stroud is uh is, is far and away you know, m- much better but I think people uh are uh, again hoping and maybe anticipate you could take your pick as to what uh, Zach Wilson are going to say I, today I
0: I just have no idea what will happen in this game the only mm-hmm. thing I feel confident in is that the jet defense will likely play well because yeah. uh, because they that's what they do. Other than the game against Miami, which really wasn't their fault, and the game against Buffalo, which and the Jets could have played eighteen quarters and they wouldn't have made up the margin in that game.
4: They just the, the thing about the Jet defense is it's it's just on the field. Well, for, they're on the field three forever. quarters, eighty yeah, you percent know, of, of the time. So um, you know, again, Vinny,
0: we're we're talking about a team on offense that has seventy percent of their points on field goals this year, so, which is unfathomably yeah, bad. It's they're uh, uh, going to on pace to be the worst third down team in the, in the mm-hmm. history of the NFL. They're on pace for the least amount of touchdowns since the early 90s. Yeah. just an ineptitude that should not be possible in the game in 2023 has been reached by the Jets.
4: Jeff, I mean, all yeah. things are possible at MetLife Stadium.
0: Anything's in play. <laughs> hey, Tommy DeVito uh, could could be leading another victory. That's on, right. Uh, Monday tomorrow night. night. Uh, I do want to before we let you go back to work. I do want to touch on the Niners and the Seahawks. okay? Yep. Because this is this is up to 14. It's yes. two whole touchdowns now. Yep. For a Seahawk team that Geno Smith is still listed as questionable. here. Game time, yeah. Game time decision questionable. So this, Vinny, I, I would say this move is baked in that Geno is not going to play, that if if this is officially, hey, Geno is out, mm-hmm. that maybe we see this touch 14 and a half for a moment or two but it's probably not going much higher because it's probably already baked in. that lock is getting the start.
4: Well, look, yeah, I would say that. I mean, again, the game opened 12 and a half and initially was bet down. I mean, it yeah. was, you know, this and is I a quick turnaround right. yeah. for these two teams and maybe a little bit of a, uh, again, not necessarily a letdown spot uh, by the nine. big win by the Niners last week. Uh, but the, you know, the fact of the matter is the Niners are healthy. It, I don't know if it's going to come back down or go – going up wouldn't shock me either because it's an afternoon game and again these afternoon games and there are four of them today, it really depends on how the morning goes because of the morning games being tied to them. So with that with that said, I think uh, it really wouldn't surprise you either way. I mean if it touches 14 and a half uh, pros will get involved with it not not necessarily uh, uh, the
0: general public. One last thing I need to ask you about. Otani. $700 million oh, yeah. man. Yes. Goes to the Dodgers.
4: Yes. What's Ten that?
0: years, $700 million. That's correct. I, it is pretty amazing. And now look, you know, the, the ridiculous part of this whole thing, I actually think it's a fair deal.
4: <laughs> you think it's even, a fair deal
0: for both sides? Well, for Otani, it's clearly a I'd fair do it, deal. I'd do but, it for half the but, money, but, but go for, ahead. I mean, I think with, <laughs> some of us would do it for, for, uh, for almost one, for almost 10% of that. I mean, or 10% nice. for that would be pretty good. In all honesty, take that right now. 1% of that's pretty good. <laughs> uh, but you know, it's it's interesting because we always talk about it. And I I know this is weird to take a detour to baseball. No, it's not. But, but because of the nature of this move, mm-hmm. where there were all those ridiculous rumors that he was going, he was on the plane to Toronto, and then ended up being the guy from Shark Tank instead of Otani on that plane from Anaheim to Toronto. Uh, but but Vinny, we talk about the Dodgers being mm-hmm. the team, the public team here in Las yeah. Vegas. How did you shift those futures numbers? And also too. By the time this season starts, I would imagine even if the Dodgers aren't the number one power rated team in baseball, I think it's still pretty close with them. In Atlanta, they're going to be the betting favorites the entire regular season.
4: Well, remember this: uh, first of all, they're going to be favoring just about every game. Yes. Uh, that they play. Yeah, right. um, and look, they've had success um, for uh, b- before Otani. Um, you know, and it's not. You're not. Uh, it's okay to to deviate and detour a little bit because why we're always we always have to pay attention to this because somebody out there is so yesterday uh chris moved the dodgers down to five to one for the world series they so took it, i think they're down to four to one and so, so people were taking it already with five to one the other part about it you have to remember is walker bueller's probably going to be back for them as well which is you know i think walker bueller's the best pitcher so you, you know but but the way you you know lower the dodgers you've got to raise some of the other teams, right? Look at the Padres. Like, I, looks like the Padres who a couple of years ago were, were, you know, these buyers and signing free agents and everything. It looks like it's, I don't want to say they're cleaning house, but they're definitely shifting and well, they're mean, losing. You trade one you trade, you, you Soto, Soto you're going, right? You're going, so you've got to raise the Padres, probably got to raise the Giants, right? Everybody else in, in the division. So, uh, but look, look at what, Look at what the uh, the backs did with what I think a, a bottom ten a bottom, payroll, a bottom,
0: bottom fifteen, bottom twelve you know, payroll in the so World Series. Uh, I think swept uh, the Dodgers
4: right. Yeah. Out. So, but that said, um, you know, uh, even looking at regular season wins, I mean, it, it's you're gonna. Instead of starting at 100, you're probably starting at 102 or 103 and going north of that, even with uh, with them. I was so, going to
0: say, I mean, that team you know, last year, I don't even think, for by Dodgers standards, I thought that was a pretty average team. Yeah. And they still won yeah. over 100 games last
4: year. Now, he's probably, you know, I don't think we're going to see uh, he won't Shohei Otani year. on he won't the mound this, this year. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, he's a, a terrific hitter, the lefty. You look at the rest of that lineup. And as I mentioned, you know, with uh, Walker Bueller coming back. Um, and I'm sure the Dodgers are not done. And we always know this too, re- regardless of what they they do in terms of deals or not. That farm system is terrific, and they just always seem to roll out arms. I mean, from I mean, my whole life, I remember that with uh, with the Dodgers.
2: A lot of pressure on them now. Oh you know, yeah, they made it to the postseason how yeah. many times? And well, then- I mean, their
0: one title was in a, a year that probably shouldn't have even happened that season, that 2020 season. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so all I will say is Vinny. There is no sense in projecting baseball because the playoffs are such a crapshoot, as we know. Mm-hmm. But uh, if we're partying like it's 1977 and 1978 again, uh, I guess I got to throw 81 in. It wouldn't shock me one bit.
4: Yeah, but 77 and 78 went to the uh, Yankees. Oh, I understand Yankees. that.
0: I understand that. Um, I understand that. Uh, by
4: the way, the uh, Bengals just went back 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 to football. Bengals just went back to three here at South Point. We've got a toggler officially. I guess I, I got
0: to take the Colts now, Alex. There you Vinny, go. We'll let you go back to work. All right, right as always. Thank Good Katie. job, you two. All right, well, we Crew. Get, yeah, when we get back, we got a uh, we got a few more games to get to, including the one just down the road from us at Allegiant Stadium. That's next. Sports by the Book, South Point Studio.
3: We have eleven amazing restaurants featuring a wide variety for every price range and appetite. South Point's Garden Buffet has something for everyone at unbeatable prices or if hunger strikes in the middle of the night, join us at Coronado Cafe. The American menu offers breakfast, lunch, or dinner, 24 hours a day, plus a Chinese kitchen for authentic Chinese dishes from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. From steak and eggs to wonton soup, it's fast and friendly service, 24-7. When you need a quick pick-me-up, you can find it at our state-of-the-art Starbucks just inside the main South Point entrance. Order ahead with the Starbucks app for easy mobile order pickups, or enjoy your favorites in the relaxing dining area anytime, day or night. If you love Mexican food, Baja Miguel's has all of your South of the Border favorites. There are dozens of classics to choose from, like fajitas, ceviche, chimichangas, tacos, and more. And for spirit lovers, Baja's colorful non-smoking tequila bar is right outside. Or maybe you're in the mood for seafood. Big Sur Oyster Bar has fresh seafood prepared right before your eyes. Savor freshly shucked oysters, crab legs jambalaya, shrimp and lobster. Beers on tap and a selection of fine wines are perfect to pair with your seafood favorite, whether lunch or dinner. You'll love this fun atmosphere located just off the casino floor. Ready to shake things up? step back in time and treat yourself to one of the oldest restaurant chains in the country steak and shake famous for original mouthwatering steak burgers and hand-dipped milkshakes in a variety of flavors for some old-fashioned fun try steak and shake
0: welcome back in sports by the book is the show south point studio the site if you're watching us on YouTube, if you have not hit that subscribe button, please hit the subscribe button to get all the great content we do here at the studio right to you for free. Of course, our show, Punchlines with Frank Nicotero, hashtag PunchFrankNicotero on Twitter if you're you're listening right now. And also, the newest addition, newest Ralph Sirocco on race day Las Vegas, preceding our show on the weekends and getting your mornings ready to go with all the horse racing action across the hunt, the, the country Uh, Los Alamitos, Aqueduct, all all the fun ones going in December.
2: And Uh, uh, thank you to everybody who is watching our show at one of our three locations. Yes. Steiners and Oasis here in Vegas.
0: Yes, and uh, of course, our our friends over at Dom's Pizzeria in Trafford, Pennsylvania, as always. All right, let's uh, get back into it. Uh, Just due north of here, Allegiant Stadium. The Raiders taking on the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings off the bye. Uh, You know, the last time we saw Josh Dobbs, it was a struggle. A 12-10 loss to Chicago. Three turnovers in that one. Also, the Raiders off a bye as well. Last time we saw them, they hopped out 14-0 on Kansas City and then got outscored 31-3 the rest of the game uh, in a 14-point loss against the Chiefs at Allegiant. Alex, I like the Raiders. (laughs) You know, I'll say this with with, with the Raiders. I still don't think they're particularly good. I I think it's... They've overachieved even with the amount of wins that they have. Antonio Pierce still gunning for that jo- that head coaching job. I, I don't know if he's shown enough yet. I know they won two games, but you beat the Giants and the Jets. Yeah. Okay. No, it doesn't, doesn't move the needle for me enough. But Minnesota's in the playoff chase. This is a better team than those two teams they beat. Yes, even it is Josh Dobbs, who's a career backup, who's starting to look like he's coming back to earth. But I like Aiden O'Connell in this matchup. And, and I think for the perspective of the Vikings, and we've seen this with Minnesota with Flores, yeah, they blitz like crazy. But if the game is close, they go into the shell. That's why they lost that game on Monday night. They went pre against Justin Fields, which was just asinine, and they paid the price for it. Uh, but Min- I, I, I think Minnesota will struggle moving the ball, even with getting Justin Jefferson back. The Raiders, I think, will be prepared. I like them plus three. I like them outright win this game uh move the 6 and 7 which uh for this team with everything that's happened this year uh they can finish around 500 that probably is enough to get Antonio Pierce's job permanently
2: I like it um it's nice to see you on this side cuz you have judged the Raiders very toughly this season for well, good reason but
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> I so I had the Vikings minus 1 I think at this number with the move it would only be a take for me with the Raiders I was also looking at first half because okay. in their four games with Antonio Pierce the Raiders what, they were up 24-0 against the Giants. Nine, oh, the Jets were up 9-6 Yeah, Jets were up in half them in that one, yeah. Um, Raiders down just one against the Dolphins, and then they were tied with the Chiefs. So they come out strong, right? We know we can trust them for at least two quarters. I was looking at them plus one and a half first half. I also lost I also like Josh Jacobs in this over 71 and a half rushing yards. Antonio Pierce, he said it right from the beginning. They're going to get back to their run Um, Jacobs has 48% of all the Raiders touches and he's gone over 72 and a half in three of the last four games with Antonio Pierce stepping in as interim head coach. And those three games were all at home at Allegiant Stadium. So their offense is better at home. That's why I like your play as well with the three points against Minnesota here.
0: There are a ton of Viking fans here. I I can tell you that just even being down on the strip on Thursday, uh, reports from friends uh, down on Fremont Street as well. There, it wasn't just Laker, Laker purple and gold. It's been Viking purple and yellow this week as well. Uh, I'm not look. Uh, I've never been to the Twin Cities. I've only, I've only heard great things about them. But I would also want to get out of that weather in yes. December to come to Vegas. Even though we'll say it was thirty-six degrees today when we left the apartment. So uh, yes, it was so uh, it was a little chilly. Speaking of the uh, Lakers... One. Yeah, please go for it.
2: No, we just got to bring up the Lakers. We talked about baseball a little bit. Talk about Yeah, the Lakers. Lakers win the
0: in-season tournament uh, cover with ease last night in a uh, 123-109 win. Did that total end up going under? Was that What was the total? Oh. In the back? Went under? Thank you, Sean. Uh, total went under and now won. Uh, first ever in-season tournament championship goes to one of the two best franchises that ever do it in the NBA with the Lakers winning it here in Vegas last night. Alright, moving along. Back uh, to LA, though, we go. Keep it up with that. The Chargers welcomed the Broncos in Denver. Their win streak snapped in the 22-17 loss in Houston a week ago. The Chargers set football back about 30 years, but still won the game last week against New England in the 6-0, just horrible, horrible watch. Uh, Chargers are three at home in this game. Total 45. Alex, I like Denver in this game. Now, I don't know if I like them outright. I think I'll just take my three, and if we land push, uh, I'm okay with that. And it went outright. All right, so I gave up, gave up a little bit, but still got the win. Uh, this Charger team, the offensively speaking, is now going on since that 41 38 game, which was I think more to do with Detroit's defense, more so than anything. Chargers averaged six yards a play in that game. Pretty good. Okay. Going going back to that Monday night game, starting with the Jet game, yes, they won that game by 21 points, but they averaged three yards of play in that game and got held under 200 yards. They won that game because the Jets stink, not that the Chargers did enough uh, on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, against Green Bay, a game that, quite frankly, they should have won. They lost that game 23-20. They were better offensively in that game, 6.4 yards per play, but they're 0-2 on fourth down. They were negative in the turnover battle. Not good enough in that game. The Raven game, if you look at the stat sheet, the Chargers averaged four yards a play again. Not good. That's not good enough to get it done, even though we're given plenty of chances against that Raven team. And in the last week, yes, they won. They won. I get it. But six points, four yards a play, outgained by New England as well. This Charger offense, and I like Justin Herbert. He is clearly one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. But you got to start showing me something, and especially where I thought it was on Joe Lombardi, their offensive coordinator, just calling too many plays within the line, within five yards of the line of scrimmage. Kelly Moore is supposed to be this offensive genius, and this offense is nowhere near as good as it should be. If it doesn't come against Denver today, again, they lose. They're done. They're five and eight. You're out of there. See you later in eight losses in the AFC. Uh, but in the end, I like I, Denver's got the better coaching staff. And that's why I like Denver more so than anything.
2: Yeah, I was really going to lean on you for this. And I haven't bet on these two teams at <laughs> all this year, really. But you mentioned it Chargers, they have Justin Herbert, the better quarterback. Broncos clearly have the better coach. So I think I would lean to the Broncos here. And I mean, their five game win streak, they beat five good teams the Packers, the Chiefs, the Bills, the Vikings, and the Browns. Then that was a great spot last week with the Texans. Texans won and covered in that one. But I think the Broncos get back on track here. Um, Chargers' defense is not good either. So I would say this is kind of an ugly game. I, I passed on this one, though. Den-
0: Denver, by the way, if, if the Chargers win and both teams are at 6-7, and seven, look, you can still be in this race at 6-7 and seven because of the way that all these teams have massive flaws that are in a wild-card race. Uh, but for the Broncos, this is an important game to win on the road. You're going to be a dog next week against the Lions. This thing could spiral the other way after that big win streak to get themselves back into the race from one and five to six and five. All right, back to Kansas City we go. Uh, Alex, uh, you, you re- refresh everyone on what you played here with this Chiefs one and a half total forty nine so against I, Buffalo.
2: I teased the Bills up to eight and a half. Um, I I didn't love it. I it's funny Vinny came in here to say it was one of the least bet games because I felt that, too. You don't really know what we're going to get from either of these teams. The Chiefs have been shockingly unexplosive um, this year. And yep. and the last few weeks, they've really started slow. And they got back in that game against the Raiders, but they couldn't manage to do that against the Packers. And Buffalo has gotten a little bit on the right track now. So we'll see what we're going to get here. I'm interested to see hear your side, even though I think I know. What's your guess? Chiefs. You knew Minus it. Minus one and a half.
0: Minus one twenty money line is okay, what I ended okay. up taking on Kansas City. Uh, you know, this this has been a very weird week for both of these teams. Uh Isaiah Pacheco's not gonna play. That is a big deal. Yes. For Kansas City, and I acknowledge that. But I just have to wonder, with everything that came out with Sean McDermott this week, with uh a, a very let's just say a very stupid comparison. Uh, if you haven't read Tyler Dunn's articles, go ahead and read it. And then there's some motivational tactics that were questionable, to put it politely, from McDermott. Um, I just wonder if he's lost that team even before this stuff came to light. Where you've seen Buffalo, based off of the the a lot of metrics out there, they're near the tops in EPA. They're even with the turnover problems for Allen, they still grade out as one of the three best offenses in the NFL. And here you are at 6-6, six and six, where if you lose this game, you're 6-7 and seven and have to basically play for your season the rest of the way and win out in order to even have a shot to make the playoffs. They are capable of winning out. They're still very talented. But for Kansas City, and if Casey won last week, I may feel a little bit differently, but it's kind of the way I felt going into that Raider game, where at some point that the light's going to turn back on. Even without Pacheco today, that light at some point is going to turn back on for Mahomes and turn back on for that offense. And it wouldn't shock me if it comes in a game where this is a legitimate rivalry. Buffalo's owned the regular season games. Kansas City's won the games that are important in the postseason. But I think it flips today. I like KC, laid the dollar twenty on the money line. All right, the Sunday night, your jersey's there. Um, you know, it's pretty funny. We, we Again, you, you've hosted shows now with me for 14 weeks. You know my patterns here. I'm off my pattern on this game. I bet Dallas. Wow. Yeah, I bet Dallas. Uh, I I am concerned about Jalen Hurts' health. Now, I'm not like David Carr, who said, hey, you should put him on the bench until he's healthy, which was one of the most ridiculous things I think I've ever heard said on television, which is saying something. Uh, but at three and a half here, and there's some, there's some three in the market now. There's even mostly three and a half even. Uh, On Dallas, there's if you like Philly, the best number in the world is behind us on the Eagles at plus three and a half, minus one ten. But if this thing gets back to three, I'm gonna bet. I'm gonna bet some more on Dallas. They're dominant at home. They're coming off the closest home game they played all year in that win against Seattle. And you know, for the Eagles, I, I think. And again, I still think they're one of the. They're clearly one of the three best teams in the NFC. They're one of the five best teams in the NFL. But this is a bad spot after playing against San Francisco, and also too. That defense has been on the field basically the whole game in the last three weeks. Not a good matchup for them this week, and Dallas should have beat them the first time. So I like the Cowboys today against the Eagles.
2: I agree, and my best bet is actually Dallas' team total over 27 and a half. Very nice. I'm confident in this team at home, averaging 41 points a game, and then you brought up Eagles' defense. They've been giving up yards over 404 of their last five, so I'm not confident what we're gonna get from the eagles i think this could turn into a a shootout i do like the over but i'm more confident that we're gonna get points from this cowboys team they um eagles do get dallas gotter back which is huge for them so i think this could be a little bit more competitive but i'm with you if i can get a three i'll probably lay the three with the cowboys too because the revenge factor they should have won that first one they lost 28 23 we're going to see a very motivated Cowboys team.
0: Yeah, this is, look, for, for Dallas, this is an important game because if they win tonight, it kind of felt like everyone said, oh, this is a foregone conclusion. Philadelphia's going to win this division. They've won all these close games. If the Dallas Cowboys win tonight, the Dallas Cowboys will enter the week before Christmas in first place in the, the NFC East. Now, granted, Dallas is scheduled the rest of the way. Other than that final week against Washington, who we know stinks, uh, at Buffalo, at Dallas, Detroit, including tonight against Philadelphia. So, very difficult. But, I mean, look, it is all there for the taking for Dallas to get the number two seed and win a division. Philly's schedule softens pretty considerably after this game. They go to Seattle on the Monday night, and then they play the Giants twice in Arizona. That's so, nice. So it softens considerably <laughs> after next week. Yeah, uh, their for last sure. Six
2: games have been insane. So
0: All right, real real quick here for tomorrow. Two games, and we'll break it down on the show fully. Uh tomorrow at three o'clock. Dolphins are fourteen against Tennessee. Packers are six and a half against the Giants. All I'm gonna say is I I my second favorite play of the week is the Giants with Tommy DeVito and company. Uh Chris, I like Chris's theory on this makes sense. You go from a home dog to a road yes. favorite and forget going from like a two point home dog to like a two point road favorite. Green Bay's going from five to six and a half the other way. That is gigantic. And the Packers have played much better recently, of course, but I do like the Giants to cover the number. I don't think they'll get there outright, but I do like the Giants plus six and a half. And if it's seven, I'll, I'll go back and absolutely take some more of it.
2: I like it too. I agree with you. My numbers say to take the point. So not saying giants upset them i think i believe in this green bay team now i think they They are legit but taking the points here with the giants at home i think that's the right move i also like the first game titans dolphins over 23 and a half first half because the dolphins at home i mean and they come out strong they're averaging 17.8 points in the first half so looked at that over a little bit i feel more confident in the first half though
0: look as we know miami torches bad teams teams that are that are underwater right now or at 500. The teams they've played in Miami this year, the 50 point win against Denver. They beat the giants by 15. They beat Carolina by 21. They beat the Patriots by two touchdowns. The Raiders, they only beat by a touchdown is actually the closest game they've played. Actually, that is the closest game they've played at home this year. Forget the opponents. That's the closest game they played at home period is a one score game. Now, granted They may go the whole season with only playing one team that ends up over 500 at home, and that's Dallas, depending on what happens with Buffalo uh, down the stretch here. All right. That's all the time we have. Get to your South Point app. Get your bets in before the games get going at the top of the hour. Shout-out to the crew as always. Sean, Jerry, and uh, our guy Matt. Never doing a great job back there. Shout-out to Ann and Ryan, who both have well-deserved days off today on this Sunday. Alex, we'll see you again tomorrow at 3. Double dip dip on Monday Night Football. Shout-out to Vinny as well. Uh, for joining us for his usual segment. For Alex White, I'm Jeff Barles. We'll see you again tomorrow. Sports by the Book, South Point Studio.